This is Skip Hall welcoming you to Heart of the Athlete, brought to you by the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring athletes, coaches, and sports personalities of the Treasure Valley. Well, good morning, folks, and welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local Fellowship of Christian Athlete radio show here in the Treasure Valley. And uh, we, uh, we appreciate you being with us this morning. And in the studio this morning is our uh, guest host, who's uh, um, actually one of our FCA board members here in Idaho, Victor Miller. Good morning, Ken. How are you? Well, it's great to have you in the studio with us. Thank and you. Our, Thanks for having me. You bet. And uh, we're our special guest this morning that we're interviewing is Chris Broussard, who is uh, uh, part of uh, a sports analyst here. At Chris, it's great to have you in, in Idaho this morning. It's great to be here. I uh, was very much looking forward to coming to Boise. Uh, never have been to this state. I've been all over the country, all the NBA cities, but uh, never have been to Idaho, so it's great to be here. I'm enjoying it. Well, welcome to Idaho. Well, we're gonna we got some questions we want to get into with you, and got some great things to talk about. But first, we want to thank our sponsors and uh, that help allow the the FCA show here on the radio each and every Saturday morning at nine a.m. Uh, we appreciate uh, KBXL ninety four point one, and there's just their heart of having uh, hearing what God's doing the, in the lives of athletes and coaches. And uh, also, we want to thank Mike Verdon Auto and RV Sales there on Fairview. Great supporter of FCA and also our show here. And Mike, a former quarterback at Boise State and football coach at Meridian High. We appreciate their support. If you, uh, Skip Hall and Associates, also a former Boise State coach, and uh, appreciate his support. And then Jim's Well Drilling, great guy and does incredible work. If you have some property and you need a, a new well drilled uh, in McCall or Boise area, Southwest Idaho, uh, give, give Give us a call here at the station, and we'll get you in touch with Jim. And uh, and also Awakenings Coffee. They're a great coffee house here on the northwest corner of Overland and Five Mile, and we appreciate their support of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. So, Vic, it's well, great to have you here. I think Chris hears a lot. I think Chris has a lot of well drillers on his commercials. <laughs> That's right, because you're, you're back from uh, New Jersey, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm bi-coastal. I'm, I'm in New Jersey a lot, and I'm also in Los Angeles. So. so let's tell everybody a little bit about Chris, just as a background. Chris went to Oberlin College, graduated with a bachelor's degree in English in 1990. He wrote for the New York Times from 1998 to 2004. He's a ma- he wrote for the magazine, ESPN Magazine, and is a TV commentator and NBA insider for ESPN 2004 to 2016. And then Fox Sports was blessed to take him away from ESPN <laughs> in 2016. He appears on three shows on Fox Sports 1, and he has his own radio show called Broussard and Willard, which is on the weekends. And what time does that air so we can listen to that? That is on Saturday from 1 to 5 p.m. Pacific time. Good, so, so it doesn't, Mountain, it doesn't compete against the show. Six. That's good. And that's on Fox Sports Radio, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And yeah. iHeartRadio, the iHeartRadio app, but yeah, Fox Sports Radio nationally. Wow, and I know you work with Skip Bayless. Yes, well. yes. Yeah. Skip is actually a believer. Hmm. Skip Bayless is a Christian believer and a good brother. Um, some people, they laugh when I say that because of his on-air persona. <laughs> <laughs> but Skip is a good guy. He's a great guy. Well, well that's great. Well, Chris, you were, you were born in uh, Louisiana. Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and uh, grew up in the Midwest. Went to Oberlin College, and that's in Ohio. Ohio. I grew up, yeah, Ohio. I, most until I became an adult, I lived in Ohio more than any other place. Huh. So how did you get involved in sports, and how did you get to Oberlin College playing basketball? Well, sports was 
my life growing up. You know, I was just my father was very much into sports, and so my brother and I grew up like a lot of boys, just playing all the different sports. And and I I went from basketball to football, or I should say football to basketball to baseball every year. And through high school, I played those three sports. Um, and I remember when I was about seven years old, my aunt, who went on to become a lawyer and a judge, uh, she asked me, she said, what do you want to be, Chris, when you grow up? And I, at seven, you know, I said, I want to be a football player. You know, <laughs> my dream was to become the next great tailback mm-hmm. at USC. <laughs> and uh, so she laughed. She said, well, if you, don't, if you don't make it to the NFL, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, a basketball player. And she said, okay, Chris, if you don't make it as a football player or a basketball player, <laughs> what do you want to be when you grow up? Option three. And I said, a baseball player. <laughs> you know, so sports was my life. Uh, I played basketball at Oberlin College. I was a co-captain my senior year. And now, obviously, uh, it's really been a blessing to me and my family. It's enabled me to make a great living and meet wonderful people and travel the world. I've been to... Uh, the Middle East. I've been to Kuwait. I've been to Africa, Senegal in Africa. I've been to Canada. I've been to Rome, to uh, Spain, to France, and I've and every major city in the United States strictly because of basketball, covering wow. the game. And so I've met, you can't name a prominent NBA player or star from the last 50 years that I haven't met. You know? mm-hmm. So guys really bless me. Uh, and one thing I tell kids, because a lot of kids are like me, when they and even up into high school, they want to play professional sports. And some, um, you know, that's their dream. And I tell them, look, I'm an example that you can make it and have a great career in sports even if you don't make it as an athlete. Mm-hmm. And so I think more kids need to understand and realize that that you don't have to be on the court, on the field, in the boxing ring, whatever it may be, on the track, to enjoy a career in sports. And so, um, so yeah, I've been sports has been a huge part of my life and a real blessing for me. That's cool. Well, in all you, those years and all those travels, um, obviously you've seen, like you said, you've seen a lot of different athletes a lot of different coaches who are some of the personalities you know some of those athletes or coaches that you've really enjoyed covering and and reporting on wow um you know i've i've been able to like i said i've enjoyed it tremendously um i you know i've gotten to know lebron james fairly well i've done i did a lot of stories on him for esp in the magazine probably about five or six cover stories i did on lebron and got to know him and his wife uh, and his, the people that are around him in his inner circle. So that's been a blessing because obviously he's one of the greatest basketball players we've ever seen and mm-hmm. has really proven himself to be, um, you know, a really good humanitarian and, you know, speaking out on different issues and, and just really uh, being a blessing to people in his community. Um, he's about to start a school in Akron, Ohio. Wow. And he's sending, he has a program with the University of Akron where he could end up sending a thousand kids to school over the, you know, maybe next 10 years, free scholarships to the University of Akron. Wow. So he's done a lot. So it's good to, you know, he's one that I've enjoyed covering both on the court and off the court.
Um, some of my one of my greatest experiences uh, was when uh, the Boston Celtics and now in the NBA you have this kind of big three era or these super teams coming together, I guess you would call it. You know, Oklahoma City now has three stars with Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Carmelo Anthony. The Cavaliers have LeBron James, Kevin Love, Isaiah Thomas, now Dwayne Wade and Derrick Rose. Obviously, Golden State has several stars. Houston has Chris Paul and James Harden. You know, on and on, right. you see these stars coming together. And one of the – maybe the – when it started or it was reincarnated, because I think in the 80s, the Boston Celtics were a super team with several superstars, right. and so were the Lakers, Lakers and the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, but this recent incarnation in 2008, when the Boston Celtics came together with Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen, um, I was doing, I did a story on them uh, for ESPN the magazine. And so I got to go. They did their training camp that year in Rome. So I actually got to go to Rome with the team. Oh, how fun. And uh, we actually hit a few different uh, countries uh, on that trip. London, we went to London with them. And that was just a great experience. Um, when they were coming together at the foundational, you know, the foundation of that team, they went on to win the championship, of course. But just being with that team, seeing those different sites and those cities, was one of my best experiences. Um, also got to go to Italy. Uh, Brandon Jennings, who didn't become an NBA star, but out of high school he was a top recruit, and he didn't go to college. Instead of going to college because his grades weren't up to par, he went and played one year in Italy because before he was drafted by the NBA. So I spent a lot of time over in Italy with him when he was playing in the uh, Italian League. So that was another great experience so um like i said been to senegal and saw the only or at that time was the only basketball academy in on the continent of africa wow uh and saw kids playing from nigeria to senegal um and so i've been able to have some tremendous experiences through sports as i said earlier Hmm. so chris when you're when you're going through the nba and you're doing all these world travels there's something about you. People know that you're a man of faith, and so how are you? How are you treated by players? Do they know that about you? Do you wear your faith on your sleeve? And how are you able to then witness to players? And generally, are you seeing that you that they want to know about your faith? Well, for years before I go on the air, whether it's radio or television, I I pray um, most of the time. I want to do it every time, but sometimes it just slips my mind, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I always pray that people see Christ in me and not they glorify God, not me, even though I'm not, Amen. in most cases, talking about Christ. I mean, mm-hmm. that's very rare that uh, you would get to talk about God as a sports reporter or analyst. But uh, I still pray that even though I don't mention his name, that mm-hmm. people will see Christ mm-hmm. in me and glorify him. And so um, over the years... Um, there have been a few opportunities where I was able to share my faith uh, in a in a natural way where it, I didn't mm-hmm. just throw it into the conversation, but it was actually asked about it. And so uh, people have seen those instances. And now I am very much known as a Christian, you know. Um, and so I do get a lot of respect for it. You know, when I go into arenas, 
a lot of fans uh, of all races, all ages, uh, all genders come up to me and, you know, thank me for my public witness and things Mm -hmm. like that. Uh, Athletes give me a lot of respect um, because, you know, some some are really bold and outspoken about uh, about it. Others um, more quiet about it, but they they give me respect as a man of God and even if they don't believe in Christ, just seeing somebody stand up for their beliefs firmly impresses mm-hmm. people, you mm-hmm. know. And so um, I've gotten I think I get a lot of respect for that, uh, whether the people agree with me or not. Um, so as far as witnessing the players, like I've talked to a lot of the players that are believers. I've talked to Kevin Durant about faith in Christ, um, his walk and, and things like that, some of the challenges he faces. I've talked to Steph Curry about it. Um, I've talked to a few other players, Kyle Korver, um, other players who are believers. As far as witnessing, I would say for the most part, it's just my example. Um, most of the time when I'm talking with athletes, it's about sports. It's about their team. It's about the season, the league, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, it's like the Bible says, when the door is opens, if you get an opening and you can share your faith, then you always want to be ready to do that. Yeah. But um, for the most part, I say it's athletes knowing I'm a Christian and seeing my lifestyle and the things I stand for. And then hopefully that ministers to them. Right. And uh, some of them do come to the Lord. Dwight Howard is another one I've talked to extensively about, you know, the right. Lord. Huh. That reminds me of a quote that uh, I recently heard. Um, it said that God God sets up the appointments, but it's our job to keep them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. And as you're describing that, that, that just yeah. popped into my head. I mean, well, folks, if you're just joining us here on 94.1 FM, we're visiting this morning here on Heart of the Athlete with uh, Chris Broussard from Fox Sports, the, uh, my co-host and FCA board member, Vic Miller, is with me here this morning. And... Um, Hey, I recently uh, watched uh, a, a program where you and Skip were talking about the top five NBA players of all time. And mm. you mentioned LeBron earlier. You had LeBron at number two. Yes. Michael Jordan, you had at number one. Yes. And uh, so that was, that was a great, it was great listening to you and Skip talk about those, <laughs> the top five. Um, I don't even know if he had LeBron in his top five. I can't. Wow. He may have. I'm not sure. I can't remember what his top five was, but knowing Skip, he probably didn't have LeBron in his top five. <laughs> so round out, what, what's the rest of your top five there? It would be Magic Johnson at number three. Kareem, no, I'm sorry, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at number three. Magic Johnson at number four. And I believe I had Wilt Chamberlain at, at five. number five. Yep. Um, it's tough. You know, there are so many great ones. I, You know, some people would, you know, argue for Kobe Bryant, uh, Larry Bird, Oscar Robertson, Tim Duncan, Shaquille O'Neal, Bill Russell, Hakeem Olajuwon. I don't know what that is, 11, but though, that's kind of my top 11. Like, I have a firm top 11. Robinson is Maybe in there 12. somewhere. Yeah. David Robinson was great. I wouldn't put him up in that level with those guys, but he was great. Hakeem Olajuwon, I think, is one I, I throw in there. But, yeah, um, but that would be my top five. Um, and, and a lot of times there people ask, how do you determine – because with Michael Jordan, 
when you compare him to LeBron James, a lot of people just say it's the ring. I mean, Michael Jordan won six championships, Mm -hmm. never lost in the finals. LeBron only has three. But the rings are just part of it. It's really a gumbo. You know, I like to use that word. Being from Louisiana. (laughs) Yeah, Louisiana, that's appropriate. You know, but it's a gumbo is how you, I at least me, how I determine who's the best player or who's the MVP. It could be championships or winning. Uh, individual dominance and statistics are a factor. Who you played with, you know, like did you yeah, have success with a yeah, bunch cast, of great yeah. players or did you carry guys that mm-hmm. were more average players? Mm-hmm. Um, who your competition was when you played in the league? You know, so there, there are a lot of factors, obviously just the eye test and, you know, looking at somebody's game and skills. So, um, you know, Will Chamberlain only had two championships, but my goodness, I mean, we've never seen a player as dominant mm-hmm. as he was statistically. I mean, I, I always say the NBA record book is really, it's also known as the biography of Will Chamberlain. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that would be my top five. Will at number five, Magic Johnson at four, Kareem, LeBron, and Michael Jordan. Okay, so we have to ask, you were going into the NBA season, 2017-2018 season, it's been a lot of off-season moves. Yeah. Tell us, you know, we've just talked about your top five most beloved NBA players. Yeah. How do you see this season? Who are your top three teams going into the wow. season? How do you see it playing out? I think, look, this is going to be an exciting season. Um, there are so many storylines. There was so much movement in the off-season that I and many people just can't wait to see how these teams come together. I mean, Boston – Kyrie Irving leaving Cleveland and now teaming with Gordon Hayward uh, in Boston. They got some young talent, Jason Tatum and and Jalen Brown. Like, I want to see that team come together. Cleveland, obviously, now with Isaiah Thomas, although he won't be back till maybe January. You got Derrick Rose, who's looking to have a big year. Dwayne Wade. I mean, Kevin Love is going to have a different role. I want to see them. In New Orleans, New Orleans, nobody's there. Nobody's contender, not even mine. I don't even think they're going to make the playoffs. But Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins, two of the best big men, seven-footers in the league, I want to see how they play together. And can Alvin Gentry, their coach, get the most out of them? Houston with James Harden and Chris Paul, two of the best point guards in the league, two future Hall of Famers. How do they play together? Um you know, there are so many Oklahoma City now, which I do think is the third best team in the league with Paul George, Russell Westbrook, and Carmelo Anthony. All three of those players, each of them is going to have to make an adjustment and play differently. We saw Russell Westbrook have this phenomenal historic season last year mm-hmm. where he averaged a triple double. Now he's going to have to be a little more team oriented. Uh-huh. And share the basketball a little more with his other two stars. So everybody wants to see how they come together. Um, And that's not even to mention Golden State. So there are so many storylines that we all want to see. And it's going to be a great year. And, And But for all of that said, I think at the end of the day, it's going to be for the fourth straight year, Golden State and Cleveland in the finals. <laughs> now, before last year, they became the first teams to meet in three straight finals. And so I'm predicting they'll meet in four straight. And I'm predicting the same thing, that Golden State beats them. I think Cleveland will have a shot, but Golden State will win. So it's funny because for all the movement, all the change, all the dramatic storylines we all are looking forward to, 
I think at the end of the day, it's going to be the same as last year. <laughs> Golden State is going to beat Cleveland wow. for the NBA championship. That'll be fun. And, and not even mention the Los yeah. Angeles Lakers with yeah. Lonzo Ball, who's a great rookie, and his dad is very outspoken, and that's created yeah. a lot of hype and hoopla. So I want—I think this kid is going to be great. Philadelphia with Ben Simmons uh, and Joel Embiid. Let me—I will say this: I think every so often a player or players comes along who changes the focus of the game. So early on in the 60s, 50s, even starting with George Mikan, you had big men. The game was dominated by big men. Mikan, Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell. And then Magic Johnson and Larry Bird came in and shifted the focus of the game to more of a focus even, I think, on winning and making your teammates better. Both of them were great passers. They made their teammates better. And so, and they were both tall for to be such versatile players. They were both Magic was a six eight point guard, Larry Bird six ten, kind of point forward, if you will, uh, but a great scorer as well. And so they shifted the focus. Then Michael Jordan came in, and he was so great individually. That the and athletically, we had never seen really an athlete like him in the Maybe NBA. Maybe Julius Irving. Yeah, a Julius, bit. but Ju- Dr. J, who was tremendous and an all-time great, he didn't win as much as Michael Jordan did. Right. And so Jordan combined all that. And wasn't quite as fundamentally sound. Jordan combined all that. So for maybe 20 years, the game had a focus on individual play, a lot of isolation and athleticism. So you had players who were getting drafted in the NBA who weren't the most skilled, but because they could run and jump, they were viewed as these great prospects, okay? And if you look at a lot of the great stars of this kind of the previous era and an era that might be ending now, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade, um, Chris Paul, a lot of these great players dominate the basketball. And they, they dribble a lot, and they're very individualistic. And even though they're team players and they're unselfish, they kind of create everything. That's based mm-hmm. on the, my, the Michael Jordan model. Even though Jordan wasn't really like that. Jordan didn't dominate the basketball like that. But people took that away from his game because he was so indiv- such a great individual star. And now I think Steph Curry has come in and changed the focus of the game to three-point shooting. And I think he's given a lot of kids hope that even if you're not the most athletic, you're not the tallest, you still can be a great player if you're skilled like Mm -hmm. he is and if you can shoot it. And, And now I think Lonzo Ball and... Ben Simmons, who people are forgetting about. He'll be a rookie this year in Philadelphia because he didn't play last year because of injury. Those two guys are very passer-oriented players. They're pass-first point guards, and I think they're going to shift the focus to again to passing, getting everybody involved, not over-dribbling. As great as LeBron James is, I think he dribbles too much. As great as Kyrie Irving is, I think he dribbles too much. You know, you guys played ball growing up. Like, we were taught the pass is faster than the dribble. And one thing Golden State does, they don't over-dribble. Even though Steph will show off a little bit here and there, they move the basketball quickly. And that is better than one or two guys dribbling all the time. Mm -hmm. And so I think Lonzo Ball and 
Ben Simmons will kind of bring a focus back to that. And so that's like my little prediction uh, going uh, forward. That's fun. Folks, we uh, want to thank our sponsors because without them, without God using our sponsors, we wouldn't be able to, to have these different speakers or different coaches and athletes on the air. So we uh, want to thank uh, Jim's Well Drilling. Uh, he is a great man of God, and, and, and he has an office in McCall in Boise. And if you need a well drilled on your property, you have some questions about your current well, uh, give Jim a call. And we uh, just appreciate all the, his support of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. As well as Awakenings Coffee there at Five Mile and Overland. We appreciate their support and uh, supporting FCA. And then Hall and Associates, uh, their financial services here in Boise. And uh, that's uh, Coach Skip Hall. And then uh, Mike Verdon Auto and RV Sales. We just appreciate all his support. He supports us at our golf tournament every year. And then he helps support this program and getting this on the airways. If you know any of these folks, you, you frequent their business, tell them thank you for, from us and for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes.